Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Tech Central. How you doing? This is Dusty Rhodes and welcome to Tech Radio. Since 2006, the number one Irish tech podcast bringing you news in tech from around Ireland and across the world. We're on air with RTE and online via your favourite podcasting app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, YouPick. Uh, we also keep you up to date daily on all things tech with hourly updates and daily newsletters, which you can grab for free at techcentral.ie. This is show 817 and for the 817th time... Let me welcome my co-host, <laughs> Niall Kitson, Editor-in-Chief of Tech Central. How are you keeping? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. I have not left the house this week. I haven't even done my shopping. Do you know, I think uh, when it all kind of gets back to uh, normal, we're probably not going to go out as often as we used to anyway, just out of sheer habit. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm going to embrace the outdoors life just, just for a little while, just to understand what oxygen feels like in my lungs again, you know, and, and that's just it. Oh, sweating. I haven't, I haven't sweated in a while either. <laughs> Well, Niall, as they say, thanks for sharing with the group. There you go. There you <laughs> Soon go. you may not have to go out because we have some great stories coming for you uh, later uh, about new Irish online projects, which have kind of sprung up as a result of uh, of COVID and stuff. Yeah, so well, we- I think we're going to do just uh, for anyone that is starting a new business or has a new mm-hmm. little idea, let us know about it. Because for the next while, we're just going to devote a little corner of the show just to promoting little Irish Irish ideas and Irish businesses that are coming up in the wake of COVID-19, just to to show that the, the extent of innovation that is out there and the ideas out there that can help us all get back to business and get back working again. So we're, we're taking this as part of our mission, if you there will, you uh, for the next while. What is the email address to uh, send you stuff now? Uh, you can send it to either info at mediateam.ie or a newsroom at mediateam.ie or uh, you can even send it to me directly, Niall Kitson <gasps> at mediateam.ie. Okay, info at mediateam.ie. That's the one I remember. And you check that yourself personally. I do okay. indeed. All, all the best ideas come to me. Okay, uh, news-wise this week, let's get cracking into it. Uh, Huawei and Donald Trump, those best buddies, making headlines again. Uh, yeah, those best buddies. Now, another, I don't, I'm not even sure I want to call it a twist in the tale so much, but um, an executive order signed by the Trump administra- administration banning Huawei from selling networking equipment uh, comes, um, uh, was renewed. Uh, and it looks like Huawei won't be trading in networking gear, uh, specifically 5G gear, until at least May of next year. Now, just to sort of give a primer on where we have been with this story at the moment, Huawei is effectively barred from trading in the US at the moment, except for maintaining uh, 5G network infrastructure hardware that is already in place and software updates that are necessary to run them or just necessary software updates for products that are already in the field. What Huawei can't do is um, sell or introduce any new products uh, on the networking end of things. So this has affected Huawei's business uh, an awful lot, as you can imagine, is pretty much locked out ZTE, which is uh, another Chinese mobile brand, mm. uh, which are extremely popular in China, but don't, don't haven't really made a, a dent over here at all. And this all comes down to 5 
5G infrastructure because this is the next, uh, I don't even say it's the next big thing because we're rolling out 5G over here at the moment. We've got a couple of companies involved in it. Um, and uh, America has actually been pretty slow off the mark when it's come to upgrading their infrastructure. Um, so Huawei have been banned uh probably because Trump has a, a problem with China, but there are also concerns about security as well. Uh, the question of is Huawei um, pushing items or putting hardware on the market with backdoors that the Chinese state can access them? Are the, is Huawei hardware a security risk? And for the last while, the Trump administration has argued that, you know what, y yes, they are. Um, so we're going to uh, bring this executive order into effect. Huawei, of course, have defended their corner and said, absolutely, we're not. That's not what we're interested in. But uh, as opposed to being completely shut out of the market, as I said, they have been able to do things like provide support for existing hardware in the field. And this is thanks to these 45 day temporary licenses that the department, that their commerce, de commerce department in the States have been issuing. And these have been done at sort of almost a rolling basis. Um, however, the most recent license expires on the 15th, which is uh day people are listening to this show, but there has been no word from either side as to whether a new application has been made. So is this uh, another victim of COVID-19 uh, or where Huawei are maybe looking at it and going, look, no decisions are going to be made about network rollout for uh, for a good while yet? Um, or is this, is this, you know, playing a little bit of, of chicken between uh, the Trump administration and Huawei? Hard to I know think at this my, point. well, my my reading of, of of that that's a Trump thing, and Trump has had a thing against China. Trump has had a thing against uh, Huawei, and quite possibly he's looking to protect American companies or maybe his own uh, personal interests or whatever. I'm not I'm not too sure, but that's kind of the way I see it. Uh, the fact that they're extending it is no real surprise. Uh, I think the fact that you know this ban has come down on Huawei and then it's affecting other Chinese companies, I think, is a shame in some ways. Uh, and then I think this whole thing about you know China are the ones who started the virus, they should pay all that kind of stuff. It mm -hmm. doesn't help at all. Like you know, so it's um, uh, if uh, I don't know, it goes to show, and, th and this is th this is a lesson in life, Niall, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a thing that Trump does very well. The power of the accusation is just amazing. You just have to accuse somebody of something and a lot of people will either think that they're guilty of that or certainly throw suspicion over them. And it's as simple as Niall Kitson. Oh, my God. Nice guy. Pity Beth Atleti got from the bank about his accounts. Why? What happened? <gasps> oh, I can't say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They, and, and all it is is a statement. <laughs> yeah. It, it's that whole no smoke without fire thing, isn't it? Well, there's a bit of that. So, you know, very much large pinch of salt. And I think around the world, anything to do with Trump is a large pinch of salt. So we'll wait and see. Huawei are doing quite well in Ireland, though. They are, yeah. They're doing very well in Ireland and they're very involved in the research community here. They, they do an awful lot with mm. the ADAPT Centre into digital mm. content research. They, they've done a lot of work on teleconferencing there. Um, and in particular, some really interesting stuff in how to make um, teleconferencing more personable. I saw I saw this really interesting project where it was, there was a mannequin and there was uh, an image of the person you were talking to remotely projected onto the mannequin. <laughs> 
very, uh, very unusual project, but it was great to see that these things are actually out there and, and being thought about. I've, I've, I've seen those things, kind of robot-y kind of things that wander around offices or they, they, maybe this is somebody like looking in the future, but the robot's face is like an iPad and it's got like a human face on it, so to speak. So it's kind of, it's almost like you're interacting with something human, even though you know it's not, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and we've seen this actually at work in telemedicine as well. You remember a couple of years ago, we went out to Tala Hospital and Mm. they literally had a robot with an iPad on the front and the iPad was your consultant uh, who went, would would go visit you by your bedside if they didn't have the, you know, if they were at home (laughs) or whatever uh, and being able to deliver news about your condition. So, yeah, I I think it's it's a wonderful solution. And, you know, if this is going to be the new world of teleworking. Yeah. Okay. Moving away from Huawei and uh, Trump, uh, also making news this week is Bitcoin. Now, from what I've heard is that uh, Bitcoin is halving. Now, that to me sounds like the value of Bitcoin is halving. Please tell me that's not true. Uh, OK, I will tell you that's not true. Uh, however, here's the here's the rub. OK, there is two things that decide the value of Bitcoin. One is the number of Bitcoin in circulation, uh, which we haven't reached the uh, the top of just yet. And then there's the speculative market that decides uh, what the value of Bitcoin is, uh, which is largely why we have this massive fluctuation in value. At one point, Bitcoin was worth um, $20,000 a coin. Then it went down to about 12,000, then 11,000. You know, it's a market purely based on speculation because it isn't tied to a central regulatory body, which is part of its appeal as well. So it's very much give and take, but it has been, um, uh, you know, speculation has made up a large part of its value. Now, the thing with Bitcoin is that there is a ceiling of 21 million coins that can be generated in total. Right. And we are getting to a stage now where about 18 and a half million of those coins have been generated. And every four years, uh, what has happened is a halving where basically you look at what's left and you basically have the amount or rather you double the amount of time it will take to reach the next stage. So this seems to happen every four years. So let me give you an example Say you have uh, a computer that has been working away mining Bitcoin and for every, let's say, 10 days, you manage to get uh, a coin, right? I'm just plucking an example out of the air. Now it will take you 10 days to get half a coin. So it has made it immediately less profitable for you to actually invest in getting a Bitcoin, it will take you twice the amount of effort to get what you would normally get. So th- this is tied to the value of Bitcoin as well. So you have to start looking at things going, okay, I have you know a, a Bitcoin mine. It is taking me X amount in electricity and hardware to maintain. And if I get a coin, I'm going to get this much back from it that I will take to the market and get so much back from. Uh, now, it's getting to the stage that the mine, the coins you are mining that you can bring to market, it has taken you twice the amount of effort to actually get them. So that makes Bitcoin instantly only half as profitable for you as it would have been before. Make sense? So it sounds like the halving of Bitcoin is bad for the people who mine Bitcoin because it's taking them longer to generate the same 
amount, but the value is not necessarily tied into that, but could change. And this could be one of the factors that changes the value. Absolutely, because Bitcoin if, is... If you were to look at it as gold, okay, so just regular mm. gold, all right? So uh, last week I had to dig down 100 metres to get the gold, and it took me a week. Uh, so that's the value of it. Now, this week I found a new lot, but it's 300 metres down. It's going to take me two weeks to get at it, uh, which means that it's two weeks amount of work, blah, 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 and then the price of gold goes up that way. It's, it's, it's something similar to that, is it? Actually, you're you're more or less there, yes. Wow. Um, <laughs> believe it or not. It. Not often I get these intelligent things. <laughs> well, you, you've actually nailed it. The, what's really important to note about this is the effect that it will have on the amount of energy consumed worldwide in the mining of Bitcoin. Because at the moment, uh, the mining Bitcoin mining accounts for the same amount of energy generated per year as Switzerland. What? That is the amount of electricity in the world devoted to Bitcoin mining annually at the moment. That 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 is insane, and that also is a topic for a whole other day about how it all works and, uh, and everything. It is, but you, you know, to put that in perspective, you know, it's an fact. awful I, lot of energy consumed. Uh, so it's going to be an awful lot more resources required hmm. to get. Uh, uh, a finite resource. So yeah, your gold mine analogy is is pretty good. It's pretty accurate. Okay. Now, uh, the other headline making news this week, I think, is bad news. Bad in news. fact, actually, I think it's stunningly bad news because Twitter uh, has been in the headlines this week saying that its workforce can stay working at home. That's fine um, because of what we're going through at the moment. But Twitter is now saying that its workforce could stay working from home indefinitely, permanently. This could be the new model. I think that's terrible. Okay, why do you think that's terrible? You've been working from home. I've been working from home. Do you really want to make this your full-time life? Not <laughs> seeing people? No, no, seriously. Not seeing people, um, not having that uh, sense of purpose, not having that sense of team, not having that sense of, well, I need to get up in the morning because I have to be there at 9am or whatever happens to be. Uh, do you want to have all the professional tools that you need for your trade around you in your living room? I mean, it's great saying you can work at home, but if you're working at home permanently, well, then that means... Do you uh, get a different computer? Do you have a full-time monitor, keyboard, mouse sitting there? That means that you need a desk. If you've got a desk, it means it means you need a chair. All of a sudden now, you're looking at maybe six square meters of your living space is taken up to, to working permanently. Do, do you want that? I love working from home. I think the fact that you're able to do things from home is amazing. And if it suit fits in with the, the way that you are working or traveling or you can make it a regular part of your life, I think it's great. There's loads of people in Ireland. You can see I'm on a rant. Uh, there's loads of people in Ireland who are working in Dublin, but live away from Dublin. And when I say away, I'm talking like 100 or 200, 150 kilometers away. So it's a trek. Getting up at six in the morning, getting on a train and blah, blah, and up to Houston and, and, and whatever. What if for those people, you could work from home two days a week and in the office three days a week or a mix and match? Yeah, that's a fantastic way of doing it. All right. 
But to be permanently stuck at home, working, and then just, I think the whole social aspect of it is very important. I think the whole teamwork uh, uh, part of it is very important. I think having the professional tools that you need uh, is very important. So, yeah, I think Twitter has just gone way off one end of the scale, whereas it should be kind of somewhere in the middle. Okay, well, let's look at a company like Twitter who can uh, afford to make a decision like this, okay? They could afford to have somebody in health and safety go out and perform audits of their staff's living conditions and make recommendations or help them out with a a stipend or something like that to upgrade their home office or to dedicate a, a workspace. They can afford to deliver the tools, whether it's a new laptop or a second monitor or a keyboard, as you say, you know, These are companies, Twitter is a company that can afford to help their staff replicate their working conditions, their physical working conditions at home, right? So that's that's one part of it. Um, When we're looking at teleconferencing, um, I see one solution there, but I agree with you, the lack of the office banter, that sort of social engagement, uh, I don't think there's a replacement for that. Um, So I would agree with you there. Uh, However, you look at a company like um, GitHub, that uh, we had on the show a couple of months ago, and they have a completely distributed global workforce. Um, now, maybe it's the nature of the staff that they have, which are developers and you know have their own particular social requirements and or lack thereof, uh, <laughs> but it's a model that seems to work for them. But, so, say Dusty, you were given, uh, you worked for a large multinational, okay? Uh-huh. They said, okay, we've decided we want to adopt a home working model. Not only are we going to downsize our office physically, maybe we don't want an office at all, but you'll be on the payroll, you'll have edited, uh, everything audited and provided for you, and you will be comfortable. Um, and we will give you a pass to a co-working space, no, not the same, because I think when you're missing, the, the social aspect is important. But when you say social, it's all of a sudden you're thinking, ah, yeah, you're having a cup of coffee and you're just messing around with your mates and stuff like that. All right. But what you're missing out there, right, uh, by not having a dedicated space is teamwork. Because mm. I think part of being, you listen to anybody talking about their job, and I bet you they use the words we and our a lot. Our company does such and such. We want to blah, 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 blah. It's a team. It's a team effort. It's a collaborative thing. There, You know, it's very rare that a single human being is able to change everything. They need other people. So it's, and it's that sense of team that you completely don't have if your entire workforce is uh, distributed. However, when you say co-working space, what if Twitter or whoever it is, is to have their space and you desk share, mm-hmm. but within the Twitter office. I don't know. And yeah. maybe Twitter could, and then you could compartmentalize it possibly, uh, where you've got, say, the, the, the social media side of the, 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 the thing, work on Mondays and Tuesdays in the office, okay? And then the coders have to come in on a Wednesday and a Thursday, and then there's something else comes in on a Friday and a Saturday. Do you know what I mean? So you're making yeah. good use of the space, uh, but you're, 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 but you still got that sense of teamwork. That's my thoughts. Mm, yeah. Well, a lot of these offices, they're, they're adopting a, a deskless model where mm. it's just based on open spaces that you just, you know, pitch down wherever you want to work, depending on the nature of the work you're doing at the time. But, you know, if we're going to need smaller offices to do that, it's, it's worth thinking about. 
There you go. Uh, uh, offices less than uh, 147 square meters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go in with the, the, the characters you allowed to use on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> last story of the day. Scrabble fans, not happy with the new app. <sighs> Goodness, yeah. I think this is this is from the ah, not. It's it's from the this is not the end of the world pile. Um, yeah, we're do you, do you play Scrabble on your phone? I have done in the past, yes, and I actually agree with the fans being irate on this story. Okay, right. Here's the short version. Um, Scrabble, uh, as done by EA, is being uh, replaced by Scrabble Go. Right, which to date has had 10 million downloads and the average player spends about 100 minutes on the game per day. If you had that sort of those sort of metrics, that's fantastic. You'd be delighted as a, uh, a regular uh, app developer, wouldn't you? <laughs> You'd be over the moon. If you I would. had any kind of a media organization of people spending 100 minutes a day with me, I would be over the moon. Yeah, but a lot of people aren't. There's a petition on change.org that has been signed by 1,200, for want of a better term, Scrabble purists, um, who are really annoyed with the current incarnation of the app, which has added things like avatars. Um, it's it's added sort of a very colourful interface. It's added sort of dual rewards. Um, it's been criticised as, as being, you know, the, the candy crush version of Scrabble um, mm. as, as one person who uh, contributed to the um, uh, petition said, I don't want jewels, cartoons or potential dates. I want to play Scrabble against my friends and family. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo to that lady. It's, well, it's true, as I say, I, 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 I've seen the picture of the new app and, 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 and I don't like it. However, as you say, it's, it's, it's in the uh, not very important pile. Listen, uh, we do have uh, some uh, new Irish companies who have adapted to COVID in some astonishingly good ways to tell you about in a moment. Uh, before we get to that, a big favour to ask you, if you enjoy the podcast and the news and the chat with myself and Niall, uh, we would ask just one favour of you in the next hour, if you were able to do it, just on your podcast app on your phone, would you rate and review our podcast? Just uh, if, you, if you don't have time to say a few words, just at least give it a, a star rating or something like that. Um, and whatever it is you want to say about the show, be it good, bad, constructive, uh, glowing uh, uh, reports, whatever. But uh, if you could stick something up, it only takes a minute for you to do, but it means the absolute world for us. So if in the next hour, as I say, uh, you could take a minute and rate and review uh, your Tech Radio podcast, that would be fantastic. Thank you. This is Tech Central, your weekly tech podcast from Ireland's techcentral.ie. Tech Central. Okay, Niall, we have been keeping an eye on our inbox for uh, stories that have been arriving in via press releases and people telling us things about uh, what they're doing. Uh, The email address, actually, if you want to share your story with us, is info at mediateam.ie. But listen, who do you want to go with first? Because we've got three today. Who do you want to go with first? Yeah, we've got three. So um, the first one I'm going to talk about very briefly is is Alana City Stylebot. Now, this is Mm -hmm. a company that was launched in February this year uh, in Cork. Uh, basically, what it does is it uses AI to curate individual, uh, to curate fashion looks for users. So, I don't know, Dusty, maybe your wardrobe is in need of an overhaul. This is the sort of thing that will work for you. So, it, it will, you know, you input your personal preferences and they go, do you know what? You would look absolutely fantastic like this. And here, here's where you can, uh, here's where you can sort yourself out. Here's where you can buy it. Uh, and for a, a small delivery charge of 3 99 that's very little to pay 
on top of you know your your clothes just for some expert input to how you should dress wow and is this uh, is this the high street retailers or is it kind of a uh, smaller independent stores who wouldn't be set up for uh, for online shopping and stuff this this can be everyone but this is you know everybody loves the idea of having a personal shopper and it's just not it's just not um uh plausible for people so yep alana mm. 19 uh, alana city style bot um yeah it's out Excellent. there all right now, uh, my, my one is interesting. This is to do with uh, pub owners and owners of venues and stuff like that who are all, you know, while they're closed, uh, they're spending a lot of time scratching their heads going, how are we going to do social distancing uh, when the world starts to return to some kind of normality? And ORD.ie, that's A-O-R-D-E-E. IE uh, allows venue owners to document their venues, uh, their compliance with social distancing and its availability to customers. And for customers like yourself and myself, and I certainly know Mrs. Dusty would be very much into this before she goes anywhere. She would want to know what are they doing about social, socially distancing people from, from each other? How does it work? Uh, are you able to order at the table? Uh, what kind of contact is there within the venue? Can I pay uh, using an app or something like that? And actually, you can uh, pay directly using the, uh, the ord.ie app. So there's all kinds of stuff in there. If you are a business who is interested in this, if you're a business with under 10 employees, there is funding uh, available, which could potentially pay for 90% of the cost of the uh, platform. So it's worth checking out or d.ie. All right. Okay, I've got one last one uh, to to round things out with. Uh, it's an Irish company called PhoneFix, F O N F I X. Oh, I know them. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah, and they've just started a service that is door to door phone repairs, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. If you know somebody that's cocooning or whatever, and you know your phone is such a, it's your right arm at the moment. Uh, so if anything were to happen to your phone, it it can be potentially disastrous. So uh, a door to door. Phone uh, repair service is an absolute must or to have access to such a service. So PhoneFix said they they, uh, can manage uh, countrywide uh, and in their own words from Dublin to Doombeg. And uh, in some cases, it's a it's a next day service um, and they uh, guarantee their work. I think it's it's for a year. So, yep. What they do? I've done. I think I've used them before. I've heard about them as one or the other. But um, uh, what I like about them is that they are manufacturer accredited. So yes. the manufacturers give them the nod. So they're using kind of all the official. There's no um, monkey business going on in the background. What's yeah, the website yeah. for it? Do you know, now? Phonefix.com. Is it phonefix.ie or .com? Uh, .com, it's, is it? Phonefix.com. Yeah, F-O-N-F-I-X.com. Grant, okay. Well, listen, there we go. That's it. If you have a, a story you'd like to share with us, please do email info at mediateam.ie. That's it for our show this week. Do remember you can get the lowdown on all things tech in Ireland with uh, updates and daily newsletters and more at our website at techcentral.ie. And of course, you can listen to us each week online on or on Fridays on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio 1 Extra. So next time, from myself, Dusty Rhodes, thanks so much for listening as always. Uh, from myself and Niall, have a great weekend get tech radio subscribe for free with itunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie tech radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com tech Central.